RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines, the Court of Appeal says no to the latest bid from the former chief executive, Donald Chung, to take his case to the top court. The Civic Party warns there'll be no going back once the joint immigration checkpoint starts next week, even if a court rules against the plan. And house prices hit yet another high, extending their run to 21 months. The Court of Appeal has rejected an application from the former chief executive, Donald Chung, to take his case to the top court. Mr Chung is seeking to overturn his misconduct in public office conviction. But as Candace Wong reports, the Court of Final Appeal may yet hear his case. The former CE was excused from court over his health condition, which was backed up by a medical report from Queen Mary Hospital. In handing down its judgment, the three-judge panel at the appeals court rejected his application to take his case to the court of final appeal. Lawyers for the 73-year-old had tried to argue about the directions given to the jury at his trial. They also said a move by defence counsel may have caused the omission of a direction to the jury. But the judges disagreed and said they saw no omission that needed to be corrected. Last month, the Court of Appeal dismissed Mr. Zhang's appeal against his conviction, but cut his prison sentence from 20 months to 12. He was found guilty last year for failing to disclose to the Executive Council a property deal he had with a businessman between 2010 and 2012. At the time, Exco was considering whether to grant the businessman a digital radio licence. It's not the end of his legal battle. Mr Zhang has separately applied to the Court of Final Appeal to hear his case. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan has warned that future court decisions on the legality of the future joint immigration checkpoint arrangement for the express rail terminus will not have any binding effect once the bill to set up the border crossing takes effect from Tuesday. Mainland officials will take over the mainland port area of the station and apply mainland laws there from next Tuesday. Ms Chan says no court decision can overturn this arrangement. Even if uh, the judgment of these um, uh, judicial reviews is favourable, that means uh, the collocation arrangement is um, uh, unconstitutional. Um, but since uh, the, uh, the uh, ordinance uh, is an act and it's in effect, uh, the court order of Hong Kong courts will have no binding effect in that particular area. So that means uh, even we can have a favourable result, this is only on paper and uh, nothing can be done to uh, reverse the unconstitutional situation. Pro-government lawmaker Virginia Yip has welcomed a decision by Shenzhen to reduce its 8 million yuan annual charge to only 1,000 yuan for Hong Kong to have border facilities in Shenzhen Bay. The new charge takes effect next July and comes after the government revealed it would charge mainland authorities only 1,000 yuan a year to rent part of the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminus for its immigration facilities. Pro-democracy lawmakers criticised the small fee, saying taxpayers had paid billions of dollars for the rail. New People's Party chairwoman Regina Yip described it as normal government practice. Different governments have different land policy. The Hong Kong port area at Shamjan Bay is much larger than that uh, uh, in the West Kowloon terminus. Um, in Hong Kong, we have a tradition of only charging public facilities $1,000. Shamjan has a different land policy. I warmly welcome the Shamjan city's decision to reciprocate by charging only 1,000 yuan as from next year. 
Legislators have criticised the government and the MTR Corporation for, for changing safety limits for subsidence at railway facilities, saying it's like moving the goalposts. During a special LegCo Railway subcommittee meeting, lawmakers questioned why the limit for nearby construction to be halted could be 20 millimetres for some locations, while a light rail stop in Tinshoiwai had its limit raised to 80 millimetres. Data released by the rail firm this month showed Tinwing stop had sunk by 90 millimetres, while 63 other sites were being monitored. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Kaki said people have lost confidence in the MTRC. He spoke through an interpreter. Now the public had lost and the confidence of the MTRCL, now for SCL and the XRL, and now for the uh, West Rail and the Light Rail stops also have, have incidents. So the building department has right in pinpointing the problem. The standards can be shifted, the goalposts can be shifted. At first, it was set at 20 mm, and once it exceeded, it changed to 40 and 60 and 80 and so on. And now all the uh, standards, the public, uh, we have no faith in it. The government said the standard was changed after professional analysis, while Transport Secretary Frank Chan said a new notification system was now in place, but he didn't say whether this could restore public confidence. Official data shows home, price hit, home prices hit another high in July, extending a record-breaking streak to 21 months. Flats between 430 to under 800 square feet saw the biggest price gain of over 1%. Prices were flat on units around 750 to more than 1,000 square feet. Rent levels, for the sixth, rent levels rose for the sixth month in a row, up by more than a quarter in July to another record high. A spokesman for the Defence Ministry says mainland officials are currently studying whether people from Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan should be allowed to join the People's Liberation Army. Wu Chan said that since Hong Kong's return to China, SAR residents have developed a better understanding of China and the PLA, and some have expressed the hope of serving in the armed forces. Mr Wu said the ministry will look into possible options. And official data show that Chinese factory activity went up marginally in August, beating forecasts as analysts expected the trade war with the U.S. to weigh more heavily on manufacturing. The Purchasing Managers Index, which gauges factory conditions, came in at 51.3, up from 51.2 in July. The 50-point mark separates expansion from contraction. Analysts said high-tech manufacturing remained a bright spot. The Roman Church in Australia has rejected laws that would oblige priests to report child abuse when they learn about it during confessions. An official inquiry into abuse in the Catholic Church has recommended such legislation, but the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference says it's contrary to their faith. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. Changing the rules of secrecy in the confessional was a key recommendation of a five-year official inquiry into child abuse in Australia. Two states have made it a crime for priests to fail to report abuse heard during a confession. But senior Catholic bishops argue the laws impinge on religious liberties and they stress the safety of children is a priority. President Trump says he'll pull out of the World Trade Organization if it doesn't treat the United States better. He's frequently criticised the trade body, saying it disadvantages the US. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Donald Trump has been a constant critic of the World Trade Organization, which America helped to form more than two decades ago. The body was set up to provide rules for fair and smooth trade and resolve disputes between countries. But President Trump, who has pushed protectionist policies, feels the United States has been treated badly by the WTO. 
and in an interview with Bloomberg News, he said that if it didn't shape up, he would withdraw from the organisation. If that was to happen, it could have significant consequences for global trade. The Argentine peso has continued to fall in value despite the country's central bank raising interest rates to 60%. It recorded its biggest daily loss of the year yesterday, down by 13%, and has now lost half of its value against the dollar since January. The vice president of the Argentina Industrial Union, Daniel Funes de Rioja, said there could be implications in the long run. Some people will say that this hike in the value of the dollar benefits competitiveness, but I have my doubts, because when there isn't a rational plan in place, there can quickly be a knock-on effect on other parts of the economy. President Mauricio Macri's cabinet chief has denied the government is facing an economic disaster. An astronaut at the International Space Station has temporarily plugged a leak with his finger to prevent further loss of air pressure. The two-millimetre-wide hole was probably caused by a micrometeorite which struck while the astronauts were asleep. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. Mission controllers were first alerted to the issue by air pressure sensors on board the station. The astronauts were asleep at the time, but when they rose for their day's work, they were instructed to search for the leak. Germany's Alexander Gerst confirmed it was in the Russian Soyuz vehicle that brought him to the station. He identified the two-millimetre hole's location by pressing his finger over it. An immediate fix was implemented with sealant and tape, but engineers on the ground are now working on how to make a more robust repair. New research on insects warns that there's likely to be greater damage to food crops as temperatures rise. The findings by American scientists suggest that in a hotter world, the metabolism of pests will increase, leading them to breed more and eat more. He's the BBC's Richard Howells. This new study predicts that worldwide about 200 million tonnes of grain a year will be lost to increasingly voracious insect pests. Cooler parts of the world, rather than the tropics, are expected to be worst affected, with harvests falling by 20 to 50%. Most of the world's maize and other cereals are grown in the world's temperate latitudes. It's more for farmers to worry over. Other research has indicated that increasing temperatures and worsening water shortages may cause a 10% fall in global crop yields. A memorial service has been held in Phoenix, Arizona for the late American Senator John McCain who died on Sunday, on Saturday from brain cancer. The former Republican presidential candidate was eulogised by the former Democratic Vice President Joe Biden, a longtime friend. It wasn't about politics with John. He could disagree on substance, but it was the underlying values that animated everything John did. Everything he was could come to a different conclusion. But were he part company with you, if you lack the basic values of decency, respect, knowing that this project is bigger than yourself. The American city of Detroit has hosted a special tribute concert to remember the talents of Aretha Franklin. Her praises were sung by, amongst other, Gladys Knight and Dee Dee Bridgewater. Reverend Robert Smith Jr., the chief pastor of the church, said she'd be missed. It's a real, real uh, painful feeling and yet a rejoicing feeling. She loved her church, she loved her father, she loved the people. And to have her come here the last time in this matter, of course, it sends all of us to know that of all the times she's been here, this is indeed the last time. 
Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.94, the euro is 1 US dollar 16 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,904. Now with the sport, here's Richard Pine. Hong Kong's Sarah Lee continues to dominate the Asian Games track cycling competition. The 31-year-old has booked her place in the women's sprint final set for 3 p.m. Hong Kong time. Adam Chung has more from Jakarta. Sarah Lee will race against South Korea's Lee Hae-jin in the women's sprint final. Sarah took major steps towards defending her gold medal by winning her quarterfinal and semifinal races in dominant fashion, beating Japan's Ryu Ota and South Korea's Cho Sun-yong. The Hong Kong rider has won every race in each of her individual events at this year's Games. Her teammate Jessica Lee, however, was eliminated in the quarterfinals by a very narrow margin. She lost the first race against Cho Sun-yong but won the second. Then in the third and deciding race, Jessica had the lead but Cho made the move on her in the third lap and the Hong Kong rider lost by 0.048 seconds. Elsewhere, Hong Kong's women's rugby sevens team crushed South Korea 38-0 to finish behind leaders China in Group A. Hong Kong will be seeded third or fourth in today's quarterfinals pending results from the rest of the group games. In football, Cristiano Ronaldo will return to Old Trafford with his new club Juventus in this season's Champions League group stages. Juventus have been drawn alongside Manchester United, Valencia and Swiss side Young Boys. There were tough draws for Tottenham, who faced Barcelona, PSV and Inter, and last season's runners-up Liverpool, who will have to go to PSG, Napoli and Red Star Belgrade. In tennis at the US Open in Flushing Meadows, men's second seed Roger Federer is safely through to the next stage after beating Benoit Paire in straight sets. Wimbledon champion Novak Djokovic is also through. He turned back the challenge of American tennis Sandgren, 6-1-6-3-6-7-6-2. Australian Nick Kyrgios's four-set win over Pierre Hughes-Herbert was engulfed in a storm of controversy, though. Kyrgios was losing badly when the chair umpire Mohamed Layani climbed out of his chair and proceeded to give Kyrgios what some people are calling a pep talk. The umpire could be heard saying, I want to help you, among other things. The 30th-seeded Kyrgios proceeded to win 19 of the next 25 games. Kyrgios said afterwards that the umpire wasn't offering him words of encouragement. He said he liked me. I don't know if that's encouragement. But again, he was just telling me, this is not a good look. Like, I wasn't feeling good. I, I, I know what I was doing out there wasn't good. You know, I wasn't really listening to him. But I knew, you know, it wasn't a good look. But it didn't help me at all. Like, I, I mean, I was down 5-2. Like, if it was 3-0 and I came back and maybe won six games on a row, then it's fair enough. But it didn't help me at all, to be honest. The U.S. Open issued a statement saying Layani needed to climb down from his chair because the crowd noise meant Kyrgios couldn't hear him. But Pierre Hughes-Herbert and a host of other players, including Roger Federer, believe the chair umpire overstepped his responsibilities. In his own statement, Herbert said the United States Tennis Association is clearly taking us for fools. And that's the latest from the Sports Desk. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Court of Appeal says no to the latest bid from the former chief executive, Donald Chang. The Civic Party warns there'll be no going back once a joint immigration checkpoint arrangement starts, even if a court rules against it, and house prices hit yet another high. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTHK. Talking in my sleep at night, making myself crazy. Out of my mind, out of my mind. 
Wrote it down and read it out, hoping it would save me. Pushing forwards, but he keeps pulling me back. 